Week one is in the books, and it was a pretty good start, but that doesn't matter because we're on to week two. The Lion Star pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's week two. Ooh, that rhymes. I love it. I'm like cool. Dr. Seuss Chris Meany. That's what I'm saying. So uh, all the places we're going to go today to get everybody uh, all the green eggs and ham they can eat, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, when I first opened up the you know the FanDuel and DraftKings pages, I opened up baseball. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no more. That's it. It's Fan September. I'm, I'm fatigued from baseball. That's what I, I'm straight up fatigued. That's where I'm at with that. But it was a pretty good week. We won not one, but two people money uh, in terms of, uh, well, a, a merchandise, I should say. Uh, so, Just as good uh, as money. Let's oh, yeah, honest. they probably won money too. Let's say we won a lot of people money. Let's put it that way. But merchandise, we had our first ever touchdown call segment and we tied. We both got three, <laughs> which was pretty good. I think that was a good start, don't you? <laughs> yeah, real good start. I mean, I think both of our running backs found the end zone twice. Yep. And, and then the receiver. You had, you had yep. Ingram and Thielen, right? Yeah, and that had Carson yep. and um, Godwin who, yep. who found the end zone. So, yeah, I mean, can't ask for a better start than that. Six touchdowns, two guys. Now, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of expectations. I hope we don't crumble. But I doubt we're going to only go downhill from here. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Now we've got to have five touchdowns, but uh, stay tuned for that because that's a, that's a little piece that comes out there and it gets clipped and goes on Twitter. So make sure you're following Lionstar on Twitter in order to uh, get in on this contest. So every week with that segment, you retweet it, you like it. And if you do so, you have just entered yourself into a contest to win a little swag as it were. And we'll remind everybody when that's happening too. But uh, Line Star made good because people are like, hey, what happens? Because they got everything right, basically. None of us, like, I was playing for one, you were playing for the other person, basically. It was like, you know, like Game of Thrones, who's the champion kind of thing. Yeah. And uh turns out uh, we were both the mountain. We just kind of crushed everyone. And so everybody got free stuff. So there you go. Free stuff for everybody. Yay. Yay. I, who doesn't love free stuff? stuff? Yeah. It's all know. about free stuff. Yeah. Communists. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> commies <laughs> sounds awful it does it's a funny word commie like it's just so negative sounding and then you're like oh but everyone has health care oh well <laughs> maybe it's a little better than it sounds but whatever uh at any rate uh go america sorry don't don't get don't get on me twitter all right be quiet let's get after it let's talk about the slate and let's start with the superstar the jackson five lamar jackson with his five touchdowns last week this week he's at home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still going to be without uh, Patrick Peterson. And look, man, I know sometimes, you know, you get these great anomalies week one, but I'm going to keep rolling with this one, Chris, because I look at this group and I think Lamar's going to have another good game. I think Mark Andrews is a terrific value yet again. And I even think Hollywood in tournaments will play. I'm telling you, I think that dog will hunt yet again. And I basically will double down on the Ravens. Yeah, we were all over Lamar Jackson last week as a cash game guy, and he didn't even yep. he didn't even run, right? And he still put up those kind of points. I, I still like him 
you know, his floor because of his rushing ability. He didn't use his legs last week. He didn't have to, but 70 rushing yards per game over his final eight weeks of the season last year. And that's the kind of floor. It's like basically starting with almost two touchdowns. So he he jumped up both sites, $800 in FanDuel, $700 in DraftKings. But I still like him. I think he's still in a, in a great spot, at least for cash. I'll probably sprinkle him in a tournament lineup or two. But know that, knowing that recency bias is such a huge thing in DFS that I feel like a lot of people will be on the Ravens this week in, in tournaments. So if you're looking just for that low contrarian guy, uh, maybe you shy away. But I, I still view him as a safe quarterback in cash. And I probably will the rest of the year. Like people are going to get sick and tired of us talking about Lamar Jackson, but I, I really liked what I saw last week. And I like the offense. Like they've got some burners in that offense oh, and Lamar is not as bad as a thrower as, as with some people, you know, think so. Yeah. And, and with Ingram, yeah, there's a lot to like. About it's a good matchup too. too. And look, uh, Mark Andrews there. is 6,100 on the FanDuel side on DK. He's 38, a terrific value there. Now, last week I was all in on Mark Ingram. Not so much for me this week. I'm actually a little, I'm, I'm more about uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm more about Andrews just from, I think, the way you game plan. And I think you're looking at a team now that can keep pace with you potentially a little bit offensively with the Arizona Cardinals. Therefore, I'm looking for a little bit more of the pass attack, a little less ground and pound. Last week, I figured they'd have a lead and you see Mark Ingram running the football fair amount and you did. But on the Cardinals side of things, I know it wasn't terrible for Kyler Murray. Certainly got close at the end. They came away with a tie, which sucks. Nobody likes ties. Nobody likes ties. Nobody NFL likes oh, ties. The freaking worst. Okay. But I'll tell you what. I've got every single share I can this week of Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he's 46 yeah. on DK. He's 55 on FanDuel. And I think he is an absolute lock for 10 targets this week. And he has touchdown upside. So for me, that's the one piece that sticks out in this offense. Uh, David Johnson for you, Fitz. Like, how do you look at this? Maybe even Kyler Murray. What's your take here? I, I kind of fade Murray myself against Baltimore. Yeah, not into Murray. This is going to be a much tougher task for him in Baltimore. But I do like Larry Fitz, and I think he nailed it with double-digit targets. I think that's what we can expect actually every single week. If and and he's not going to throw the ball fifty plus times. Of course, we got the extra ten minutes of overtime. But they are going to run an up-tempo offense, and they are going to throw a lot. And those are the two easy completions, right, for Fitz and for for DJ. So he caught eight of his 13 targets, 113 yards. Love Fitz. Always underrated in season-long formats. Always underrated in DFS. A safe cash game wide receiver, and uh, we'll save you some cash there as well. And and for tournaments, I would go DJ. Uh, I, do, I'm, I don't love him on cash, but I, I like the way he was used last week. DJ of old. He had 25 touches, 137 total yards. And, you know, that's going to be in the top two or three every single week if he's going to touch the ball 20-plus times. So love the usage. Maybe not as efficient on the ground this week, but certainly going to be involved in the offense, going to catch a few balls. So you got to love that. And probably, you know, not even considered in tournaments. People are just going to shy away. They see that, especially on DraftKings, opponent rank, one pass. People are just going to shy away from that. They're either going to spend up at the running back position for Elliott or Kamara, or they're going to spend down and look for value. So I think DJ is sneaky in tournaments. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. And I also think he's going to rely on Fitzgerald on the road too. What do you do on the road? You look for the veteran and the guy yes. who's been there, the guy's going to be, you know, you know, the, the security blanket for the kid. Uh, next, we've got uh, the Washington Redskins who just lost Darius Geis for an indeterminate amount of time now after the surgery. Uh, they're taking on the Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to see more Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think I'm in on Ezekiel Elliott yet. It's going to take me another week or so to get up there where I want the price and the player. Uh, however, I can imagine Dak probably lined up for a good week. Line star has him on the FanDuel side as their favorite return on investment quarterback of the week, which I thought was intriguing, uh, especially since, you know, Washington did have a pretty good first outing there, a surprising one too. But now I guess the question is, 
you know, people are going to try to chase that, I feel like, and I don't think you should. Like, don't chase McLaren. Don't chase, you know, Case Keenum. I think that that just happened, and it was weird, and we just kind of move on. What's your take on this game, and do you have any investments? Because I really don't. Yeah, I don't have a ton. I do expect a few more touches for Zeke, and I think that'll be the feeling for people wanting to roll out Zeke in, in tournaments because of that. And, you know, Dak may be the contrarian quarterback atop the board. I mean, there's some guys in some tough matchups, really. I mean, Watson's got to play Jacksonville, whether you believe in their defense or not. Rodgers got a tough matchup. Brady could sit in the fourth quarter. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't throw the ball. Breeze on the road. So there's a lot of quarterbacks set up near the top where you have a question mark with. But Dak Prescott has just owned this division. His last four games, 13 passing touchdowns in four last week. And I think he'll continue to have success. So I don't mind Dak. Um, I probably won't pair him up with anybody. But like you said, with the Washington Redskins players, they're, they're wide receivers. I mean, the Eagles just give up big plays. That's what they do. They've done it last year, and they did it week one. I mean, Davis should have been tackled on the sideline. He found the end zone. McLaren had that long play, almost had another one, could have ended up with a couple long touchdowns. And Dallas just doesn't – they have a much stronger secondary. So I would fade Washington altogether. The only guy, honestly, that I would play – and it's on the DraftKings side, is, is Chris Thompson. I know Adrian Peterson's going to get a lot of the workload, but he doesn't catch passes. And Chris Thompson had 15 DraftKings points last week. He's $3,900. He's, he's going to catch a few balls in this game, especially if it gets out of hand. Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans coming off their big upset win of the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be hosting the Colts, who almost had a huge upset of their own. Stupid Adam Vinatieri, stupid thing. <laughs> Put the ball through the stupid upright, stupid... Oh, man. I mean, I know they covered and I got that right on the wagering show, but I had the outright win on top of it. I was doubling down there and oh, it should have been Chris. But what are you going to do? Anyway. Sound like sound like Harry and uh, Home Alone. Stuart- <laughs> yes. Stuart- <laughs> mother- yeah, well, Joe Pesci and I have a lot of similarities. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can feel the memes on Twitter coming at me now. Tomorrow <laughs> and tonight I'm going to wake up. There's going to be all these like, you know, Joe Pesci memes replying back to the post. But that's fine. I, I accept this. I actually met Joe Pesci once. Oh, I actually nice. carried his golf clubs. It was a, it was oh, a wow. experience. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, boy, is he tiny. It was weird. Yeah. Boy, I, is he I'm tiny. Yeah. yeah. Is he a decent golfer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Very serious. Yeah. Very nice. But the weirdest part is he was at the time dating Angie Everhart. And I don't know if you know who that is, but if you Google her and then you know who Joe Pesci looks like, it is one of the strangest things I've ever seen. So Joe Pesci is the man. Let's just put it that way. Go ahead. Google Angie Everhart and then get back to me about uh, how cool Joe Pesci is now. You thought he was cool before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just Googled it. Yeah, he's yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Let me tell you, that guy. Uh, anyway, uh, look, for me, this one, it's all about Derrick Henry and them running the football at home. I think this Tennessee defense is really good. I think it's going to give the Colts some trouble here uh, and Brissett. I don't like this one for the Colts. So to me, I am going to look at a couple matchups here. One is obviously Henry, who is very, I think, well-priced. He's 6K on DK on FanDuel. He's 75, which is about where you want those second tier running backs at. I think that's a fair price for the amount of workload I think he's going to get. I just want to point out too, AJ Brown against the rookie Rocky Asim is a good matchup for him. It's he's only 4k on DraftKings on FanDuel. He's 54. You know, it's a practical punt. So just keep that in mind when you're looking for lineup builders this week. I think he's a responsible punt. He had a good game last week. uh, And I think that um, some opportunity there against a rookie who's got talent, but is still a little green. Uh, to, you know, maybe on the NFL stage a little bit, get put in a bad spot here or there. Yeah, I like that call. And he looked good last week, especially after the catch. He made a couple nice moves. He's got a lot of talent. It's just people don't 
love them because of Tennessee and what they want to do is run the ball, like you alluded to with Derrick Henry. So I, I don't have a lot of feel for or a lot of love for this game. It's no, a me low neither. Total forty-four points. Pretty much a hard I think pass. both. Yeah, both backs are going to probably touch the ball twenty times. Like Mac had a solid game. Him and Henry should, you know, combine for about 40 touches in this game. If you want to go that way, you have some safety. But I, I feel like the both ceilings are, are kind of maxed I, I or I've limited, I suppose, capped. I do like Henry a little bit more than than Mac. I think, you know, what they definitely want to do is run the ball. So but not a lot of feel for this game, really. No, I do. Uh, I do have a feel for this next one, though. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at home after an absolute shellacking, which, you know, I mean, if my smile wasn't already so wide from the Patriots getting Antonio Brown, <laughs> them Sunday night, if you could imagine the uh, S-eating grin on my face somewhere around like 10 p.m. Eastern as the, as the score ticked up to 33-3. to It was a good time, Chris. It was a good time. But Absolute alas, blowout, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so enjoyable. But anyway, I'm all in on the Steelers this week. I'm all in on Roethlisberger. I'm all in on Connor. Just keep checking the news. Make sure everything's moving in the right direction for him. And I'm all on Juju. I'm all on the big three here in this game. I even have a little love for James Washington because Seattle had trouble scoring at home against the freaking Bengals. And with Tyler Lockett banged up in this one, it's going to be even harder for them. And I think that the Pittsburgh defense is going to come out like gangbusters after just probably getting their butt handed to them in practice all week. So I'm all in on the Steelers this week. It's my favorite of the lesser stacks that we'll get to the big ones in a second. But of all of like the games that people I don't think are talking about enough, it's the Steeler bounce back. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I have every indication to feel as though, historically speaking, Pittsburgh at home after an ass kicking against a division, a team rival there in the conference, rather, there's no way that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go 0-2 here. Yeah, I agree. And for Juju, uh, he's a he's a solid play. And, you know, again, recency bias is such a huge thing in DFS. Everybody watched primetime on Sunday. Everybody watched the disconnect with Big Ben and, and all of his weapons and New England doing what they do best and taking the opposing best player just away, eliminating them. And that's what happened with Juju. So I like Big Ben. I think he's a decent, you know, quarterback in terms of GPPs, tournaments. You mentioned James Washington. Love him. I really do. And at first it was Moncrief, and I'm sure he'll have a better game, and he'll go to Moncrief potentially in the red zone, which they went. he went to him once, and there was it, it was certainly there was a Moncrief dropped at all. so many Moncrief balls. Moncrief dropped a ton game. of balls, 10 targets. I've never been a fan of his ever. I mean, that one year he had was all luck, and a lot of it was luck. <laughs> How do you mean that? Yeah, so <laughs> – it was most of his work came inside the red zone, but I like James Washington. He started to get more play in the second half last week. And look what, look what um, Tyler Boyd had a good game in the slot, but look at what John Ross was able to do against that secondary, uh, a very similar player. who has got speed, uh, some inconsistency for sure. And some of the route running in his hands, but big Ben is going to take some shots with James Washington, especially one-on-one coverage. And I think he's that tournament guy. He's he's, I love his price on DraftKings. He's $3,600. I think oh, that's the guy win. that, you should take some shots on and you know, you could go Connor and Steelers defense and try to think outside the box a little bit in tournaments that to your point, maybe they just have a lot of success against Russell Wilson and a, what is a weak a offensive line. I think, and then they lean on Connor a little bit in the second half. I mean, you could, you could get both sides of it there. Dude, let me tell you something. I'm all in on the Steelers, every, every share of every different combination. And I just think it's going to play. I really do. Uh, giants yeah. at home against the Bills, So the bills will go to the Meadowlands to, weeks in a row they beat the jets as like i told you they would last week and they're gonna beat the giants i think this week i really do uh yeah. that secondary is tough they are really strong they've been strong and again a little help up front too um look there's things about the one thing that i really take away 
is John Brown. That's the piece that I've gotten a lot of lineups. I really like the price this week. Uh, for me, John Brown really, really works. I'm not ready to jump on the Singletary bandwagon for DFS yet. In season long, I'm good with it. In DFS, I, I just need to see more touches. It was great that he had all the snaps. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you look around here, John Brown for 5,200, the amount of targets he saw on DraftKings, I think makes him a lock. 63, still a good return on investment to a lower end wide receiver who I think is going to, I think he's going to get a ton of looks again. I think a ton of targets are going to go his way. I think Josh Allen, after that rocky first half, got a got a little groove on there. And I think they're going to be very comfortable again on the Giants side, man. I mean, Saquon's always Saquon. He's always going to be good, but he's not my favorite high-priced running back of the week. So I'm going to take a hard pass on the Giants and give me John Brown on this one. And other than that, I got no love for it. Yeah, I have no interest in Saquon. What I said last week, I kind of flipping the tune. I said that I would maybe play him in cash and, and not tournaments because I don't know what his ceiling is. And now I don't even feel like I can play him in cash in case this game gets out of hand. We saw last week, Allman get in there and, and steal a few touches from him. And that's concerning. It, it really is. And I don't know when the Giants are going to be in really any ball game this year. So love John Brown. Great call by you. Big ADOC guy. Average up the target through the roof with him. He was a top 10 wide receiver in Baltimore before they made the switch at quarterback. And he's a good yep. wide receiver. He's a great DFS guy too. I mean, 10 targets, 123 yards last week. You've got to love that. And I like Allen again to continue to have some, some success. His price on DraftKings is just, it's amazing. You look up at the top, like Mahomes 75, obviously doesn't have that same type of ceiling. $6,700 for Lamar Jackson. Allen has that kind of same floor as Jackson and he's $5,300. So you're saving yourself a ton of cash. And why do we like Allen? Well, because he rushes for about 40 to 50 yards every single game. That's what he had last week. He had 38 yards, called his own number, led this team last year in red zone rushing attempts. He's not afraid to run inside the red zone. He got a rushing touchdown. He had the highest A dot of any quarterback. So you get both sides of it. He's going to run around. He's going to take some shots downfield. That is the perfect DFS quarterback to play. All right, 49ers at Cincinnati, still, as we're recording this right now on Thursday afternoon, still waiting to hear more information about Joe Mixon. But let me tell you something, either way, that offensive line is not very good. I just, I think the 49ers defense is a sneaky good play this week against the Bengals, especially if Mixon is out. Uh, A lot of Giovanni Bernard shares are going to pop up, I'm sure. I'm not loving that personally. I don't know. And, uh, you know, the 49ers, I know a lot of people are going to see Mostert and they're going to see Brita and they're going to get involved with that, but not me. I just, when, when everyone's splitting carries, nobody wins. I just feel like, and uh, the one guy I have love for is you want to talk about recency bias and using it to your advantage. I think it's with George Kittle. Kittle had a quiet game. He had a touchdown called back, but on DK, he's 68 on FanDuel. He's 71, still expensive. But I think from an ownership standpoint, people are going to overlook him after the quiet week one a little bit and they shouldn't. Yeah, and nobody else had any targets in that offense. It was all Kittle, double-digit targets. Yeah, so it's I, I love that play, cash tournaments for sure. And I, I'm you know lockstep with you in terms of both running backs. Like if Mixon doesn't play, I may roll out Bernard in one on DraftKings. But you're not getting much of a discount there at fifty-three hundred dollars. I mean, we'll get to another guy who's a who's a very similar price and has has more upside than him at the running back position. So, and I agree with San Fran. I think it's going to be a little bit of Brita and Mostart. You just don't know. I mean, Mostart runs hard. He could easily take over that game. And if he's and if Brita struggles, like it's both sides. It's just a mess. It really is. And honestly, I love the San Fran call too as well. And I think it's going against the grain. I think a lot of people will see Boyd and Ross having big games last week and. I don't think you can count on that, even against the 49ers. I just don't think you can count on back-to-back games like that. And you could get let down, and they'll come with high ownership. I don't mind taking shots on either of them, but 
I'm going to have some exposure to San Fran's defense. And yeah, last week, more picks than they had all last season. Maybe it's their year. They have a nice rush attack. Like they can get after the quarterback. You just mentioned the line and Cincinnati's not fantastic. Yeah, they're improved. The defense is not awful. They can make things happen. All right. This one's getting wackier too by the minute. The Chargers at the Lions. Now, look, last week you saw everything I was talking about with the Chargers. No Derwin James, no Melvin Gordon. Trouble kind of closing things out. They got lucky. They got lucky because Adam Vinatieri forgot how to kick anything at football. Anything, just forgot to kick a can. He forgot. And now you're taking away Mike Williams, potentially. Uh, Hunter Henry is now out for uh, another period of time. Like, what else is new? And now the Chargers are down even more. Now, I know some people say, well, that's great because you just kind of bump up Eckler. But I hate that kind of lazy fantasy where it just people just go automatically. Well, that's what happens. And that what, what works. Um, any love for somebody like Benjamin in this game, uh, a, a secondary wide receiver where you maybe take a shot? To me, this game scares the crap out of me, except for one thing, and that's on Johnson, who I think is a tremendous value, uh, especially on the FanDuel side. Uh, you look at his price at 6600 as an all-purpose back against a team that gave up a, a ton of yards to Marlon Mack last week. I love on coming into this week. Yeah, I like carry on too. I just my one fear is that CJ will come in there and steal a oh, red it's zone a real opportunity, fear. but it's it a is real a real fear. fear. But I do like carry on uh, for sure. You know, Fanshare has TJ Hawkinson as the expected highest owned tight end uh, of the week, which is you know pretty remarkable to think about. So, you know, I may go another way there. I think that was just a great game script. Don't get me wrong, I love him. I think he's a, a terrific athlete and he's going to have a a decent season, probably the best ever from a rookie tight end, but I'll probably just shy away. I think this is going to be a slow-paced game. I like Eckler still. I mean, what I said last week in those two December games, 28 carries and 13 targets without Melvin Gordon. And last week, 75% of the snaps, 154 total yards, 19 total opportunities. He's probably going to get that again, but just know he's going to be extremely chalky. I'd rather play him in cash than in tournaments. But uh, again, another game where the Chargers just really may be in, in trouble. Um, you know, we talked about that last week with some of the injuries. So I think Allen will get a lot of looks, a lot of targets, but uh, Benjamin's a good call by you. The tournament, $3,200. Why not? Because, you know, we're going to get to him in a second. Miko Hardman's going to be very popular. And I don't very think that's popular. Wrong. James Washington might be popular. I don't think that's wrong. So if you're looking to kind of, you know, just kind of differentiate, maybe you throw yep. a shot. At, you know, Benjamin's not a terrible receiver. And he's, no, he's had, had a good games before. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of where he's on the depth chart. And now he's going to be higher on the depth chart. So he's going to have single coverage. We'll see what happens. He, Keenan's going to get doubled everywhere. And we'll find out. Uh, it was a great first game from Hawkinson, too. I don't know if you want to bank on any return on that. But it was certainly good out of the gate. Are, are you looking to have any Hawkinson shares this week? And you're heading into uh, week two against the Chargers? Uh. You know, maybe one or two, three K. As I was just saying, Fanshare, you know, has him as the projected, uh, the highest ownership projection out of any tight end. So uh, I'll probably fade that kind of noise and, and go another way. I, I think that Detroit will lean on their run game. They still want to run the football. It was just a different environment last week. Um, so not a lot of not a lot of shares for Hawkinson for me. All right, let's move on here to the next one. And the next one we got on the slate for Week Two is the Vikings at Packers. Now. In division games, always tough. Division rivals, always tough. This game, historically, is always going to be very close. I think you're going to see Green Bay bounce back here. It's uh, as good as the Vikings were last week. It's now a road game, so it's a little bit different there. And I actually think Aaron Jones is a guy that you should be paying attention to. Another guy that's very cheap. Uh, He is just 6,400 over on FanDuel. So after a very quiet first game, I think he kind of gets back in the groove here. 
And that's a piece that I'm super interested in, interested in MVS as well. Uh, what are you interested in? Are you buying back in for Dalvin Cook now two weeks in a row against the defense that looked really good against the Bears last week? But again, that's Trubisky. Uh, this, is a, this is a tough one. This is definitely a tough one. What, what's your outlook? Yeah, I, I don't I don't love this game really uh, a lot. I, I, I Good defenses, I have respect for both defenses, run games. I actually think both backs could struggle a little bit. You know, they bring in Gary Kubiak, and what they want to do in Minnesota is run. Everybody touched the ball there. Mattinson touched the ball. Um, Amir yeah, Abdullah even touched the ball. I mean, heck, Kirk Cousins almost ran the ball more than he threw the ball. So he's going to have to throw it more than 10 times in this game. Uh, I just... Cook is okay, I suppose, um, in tournaments. I still I still wouldn't roll him out in cash. And on the other side, I actually don't mind taking a shot on Devontae Adams with Xavier Rhodes, all that talk, and especially because Adams had a had a bad game, and there's some reports that he lined up in the slot. Maybe that's a little new to him. What's the feel with this new Green Bay offense? So I, I don't mind taking a shot on Adams in tournaments, but for the most part, like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's only won two of his last seven games against the Vikings. He's had very bad games against this defense. So I just don't have a strong feel for really a whole lot of Packers um, or Vikings for that matter. Like this yeah, isn't a game. Jones, Jones is the one guy where I look at it and I go, look last year, he had a really good run towards the end of the year. Scoring touchdowns been very consistent. I just kind of throw out last week against the bears. I agree. You should, you should throw that out. Yeah. It's tough to open up, you know, two weeks in a row once on the road against a division rival and then come home against a division rival. That's asking a lot. It is I feel yeah. like it's kind of it's kind of annoying from a scheduling standpoint. I'd be a little annoyed if I was them opening the season that way. You don't like to play those in division games to get a couple weeks into the season. Everybody gets ramped up and at full strength. Uh, Houston Texans at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some really good corners in this game because you got Ramsey and Bouye, but uh, I don't think it matters. It's always going to be the DeAndre Hopkins show. It's not going to make a difference. The question is, what else can we go to? Carlos Hyde had a good first game. Now he he's did. just fifty four hundred on FanDuel. Uh, nobody ran the ball more uh, on first down last year than the Texans. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at some cheaper running backs or some punt play running backs. Hyde is just 36 over on DK. And that's because Duke Johnson gets the, you know, the passing work there and he's at 5k over on DraftKings. So how do you approach first, let's say this Houston squad and uh, look, they're facing a good pass rush this week again, which is a problem because that offensive line was absolute crap last week on Monday night. And that is not good. You can't have Watson sacked six times. It's unacceptable. And I don't think it gets much easier this week. No, it's not. And that's, that's probably why I won't play him in cash. Like Watson, I may not even play him all year in cash. If this continues, I mean, he's obviously not a hundred percent. He was in that tent numerous times. He dealt with that tailbone injury pretty much the entire game. Like, yeah, he's still capable of having, you know, a great game. And we saw it towards the end of that contest. He got his team back into it. I think it's, you know, a contrarian option, maybe going Hopkins all the way up at the top, seeing that price and knowing that he's going to go against Jacksonville. And and seeing what you, everybody saw last week on, on primetime Monday night football was, you know, Watson with that injury. So I think both of those guys, highly priced, could be a sneaky little low-owned opportunity for people who want to go that route in tournaments. I like Duke Johnson as well. You touched on him, 5K. I think he's going to get about four or five targets every single game. I think that's a lock. Now, Kiki Cutesy probably back into the, into the lineup, which may take away some of the work that Duke did last week, but I still like him. And on the other side, I don't jump in the gun here. We were talking about Houston, but on the other side for Fournette, maybe is like a contrarian play. Uh, I think people are just out on him. So I wouldn't be shocked if he had like an ownership in, in huge, the Sunday million that was like less than 5%. This is what they're going to want to ru- do in Jacksonville, especially with Nick Foles out is, is run the football. 
rely on Fournette in the passing game a little bit as well. It's pretty much the only Jaguar I would touch. Well, 6,900 is doable on FanDuel. On DraftKings side, it's doable as well at 63. I get what you're saying there. And I actually think it has a lot of merit because, you know, it's funny. People think, oh, you got to be so different in order to win these big tournaments. Not really. No. no. You just need one. Di- like You need to be right about the big things. And then it's that one piece. That's it. And that one piece could be a guy like Fournette, who is low-owned, underpriced, and like you said, Chris, going to be an integral part of the offense, especially now that Foles is out. So I actually think that's uh, very astute. See, you're not just a pretty face. I don't care what anybody (laughs) Six targets, though. Like like, We're not used to seeing that from Fournette. And there's been talk about how they wanted to get him more involved through the air, right? I mean, they got rid of TJ Yeldon. So maybe he ends up with six or six. If he can catch five balls and, you know, give you 60 to 70 yards on the ground i mean that's not a loss no no all right so we got a couple big games in a row here this is what it's all about this is what we've been waiting for the england patriots at the dolphins the, <laughs> the line is 18 and a half by the way which is huge oh but look tom brady historically does not play well in the hot weather no, okay doesn't. and i mean not well at all so keep that in mind and i see a lot of people sending me screenshots what do you think of this what do you think of this and i'm telling you right now it's, it's not that I don't have confidence that the Patriots are going to win this football game, but I have concerns because what if they are up by a ton? And instead of Sonny Michelle being the guy that run the clock out, if Damian Harris is suiting up for this one, what if it's him? You know what I mean? Like there's just, I, I don't know. There's such a hard game to get a beat on whenever you're just, everyone's just thinking it's going to be a complete blowout. And that defense played so well against Pittsburgh. There's every reason to believe that they could absolutely shut out Miami I know it's possible that you really could get that but I don't know Chris uh, to me the the one piece that really sticks out is the best ROI on this team is always Edelman in the full PPR and the other one for me is Josh Gordon Gordon looked terrific and we'll see if AB gets on the field or not I think he's going to uh so what's your take on this one are, are you fading this Pats thing because you think people are just falling in love with it I I'm fading them all in cash for sure I think the only me too 100 yeah and small yeah. tournaments like those small like you know, the small leagues. I have a lot of people who are like sending me pictures of league stuff where it's like, hey, I'm in a 12 team league. What do you think of this? I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I'd rather have the Chiefs. <laughs> like, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, totally. I think the only, I would only play the Pats D in, in cash because I just know that they're at least going to show up and, and Fitzpatrick's going to have to throw the ball. Who knows if he's out of the game and it's Rosen in there? Like, it just didn't look good last week. And, and knowing how good this New England defense is and what they did last week to, to the, to the Steelers like they could easily win you this win you an entire week they can they can get 20 fantasy points it would not shock me at all so that's my fear I'm hearing a lot of Brady in cash I'm hearing a lot of Michelle in cash Brady could sit in the second half he could certainly sit in the fourth quarter they got all those running backs that they could use like you said Harris gets in there Rex Burkhead James White you just don't know how it's going to play New England doesn't have to show any of their cards with Antonio Brown like any new plays that they have, they could save them. Like they don't like, it's just a cakewalk of a game. So I, I would, the only guys that I would play, you said, Gordon, I like that in tournaments. I will have a share or two with Brady because there is that potential that he just goes off and throws four or five touchdowns at the flip side. Yeah. I'm saying all this we've seen before. You've seen this because they just run up the score. Like how many times have we said, well, why is, why is Brady in there? Why is he even throwing touchdowns right now? Why did he just throw 15 straight balls in this drive? Well, he doesn't like to come out of games and they can just do that. Right. He doesn't like to come out of games, but that's the whole point is that, you know, there's that opportunity where, He's just going to turn it off and hand it off. And I know everybody just automatically goes, okay, duh, Sony Michelle. But if you're trying to pace Sony Michelle this season with the knee and everything, 
this is not the yeah. game you want him getting work in. And this is a perfect a opportunity call. to get Harrison work. And it just, I'm telling you right now, it's something you have to put into your equation. So I'm not saying limit your shares. I'm saying choose carefully. Now, yeah, I, have I some, will have a Michelle yeah. chair. I will have a Michelle that's chair. Fair, and that's fair. And that's fair. And I, and there's, and he probably will. He probably will fall in the end zone multiple times. It's very possible. But I'm just yeah. saying it's it's tough to go all in on because I think you have to keep in the back of your mind what I'm talking about because I think it's a distinct possibility here with his health that you're just – I know I would be looking. If I'm them, it's week two. It's the Dolphins. If we're up by 40, why am I running Sonny Michelle into the ground? Right. That exactly. just makes – in the heat, in the 90-degree in the heat or whatever it's going to be down there. It doesn't make, make any sense, sense to me whatsoever. Now, this next one I'm all in on. I have no reservations here, Chris. None. I am all in on the Chiefs at Oakland. The feel-good story that was the Oakland Raiders is going to be over now. That's it. It was one week. It's done. Now it's about Kansas City, and I'm all in on my homes, and I'm talking cash, and I'm talking tournaments. I don't care. I know you think I'm goofy right now, but I just think against the Oakland Raiders are not very good. And now on top of that, they just lost John Abram for an extended period. So their rookie safety, who's very chippy and hits hard, he's out too. So now it's a – he looked great. He, He looked great in the preseason. He's gone. So guess what? Sammy Watkins. 7,200 on DK. Yep. Michael Hardman, 4,800 on DK. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 73. Yep. Over on FanDuel, you got uh, Michael Hardman at 47, basically a free square. I don't care if the ownership's high. I'm still doing it anyway. And I'll tell you what, I'm punching on the running backs. I want all the guys who are catching the football, not necessarily Damian Williams and McCoy, because I don't know how that's going to shake out. I just think Oakland can do enough because the Chiefs defense is crap too that they're going to do enough to keep this game going. And it might be like a 51 to 31 kind of a contest at the end of the day. So I like both sides of this game. We'll get to the Raiders in a second, but I'm in all the chiefs. I don't care. I don't care if it's chalk. Give me all the chalk. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who, who in the hell would call you goofy about Mahomes and cash and tournaments. Absolutely not. The, well, they're like, Oh, he's too he's, expensive in tournaments. Yeah. He yeah, is. exactly. Maybe you'll get, yeah, maybe we'll get them lower owned than than normal with, because of that. Maybe people will shy away because there's no Tyree kill and they don't think Sammy can can duplicate his game. And he probably won't duplicate his game, but there's enough weapons in this offense. Damian Williams cut six balls last week. He's going to be a, a big-time player now that Tyreek is out. And Shady's going to be involved too. And I understand what you're saying with both backs. You just don't know what you're going to be out on those guys. But I think, you know, I, I definitely like Damian Williams more than, you know, I usually do because of that Tyreek thing. And I think he'll catch a few balls. And I think Shady will, you know, for, for the fact that he was involved as much as he was for a guy that just had been with that team for a handful of days. Like, let's be honest. I mean, he had 81 yards in the ground with 10 carries. He caught his only target for 12. Like Shady, in my opinion, is a much better back than Damian Williams. He knows the system. He knows Andy Reid. I think he's going to be more involved. And on the other side, I love Oakland a lot. I think there's a ton of value. If you just want to game stack this matchup, why not? Josh Jacobs is the back I was talking about who's $600 cheaper than Giovanni Bernard. And Josh Jacobs had 24 touches in his very first game. Now, game script was in his favor. He only caught one pass. He only had one target. Maybe Jalen Richard gets in there and catches some balls. I don't know. But I think Jacobs... I think Gruden knows what he has with Josh Jacobs. All of a sudden, this team finally has an identity. They know what they want to do. They want to run the football. He can catch. Just because he had one catch, doesn't matter. He can catch. He can maybe get three or four catches in here. You know he's going to touch the ball 20 times. I think that's terrific value at $4,700. And all these other guys that may be chalky, Tyrell Williams, $4,400. Darren Waller, $3,300. Are you kidding me? So Carr's going to be forced to throw the football. And he's had decent games. He had decent games last year against Kansas City. He had one where he had three touchdowns. He can get it done. So I like a lot of players in this offense. And I think maybe Oakland may be overlooked. 
Yeah, I, I agree, man. And let me tell you something. Uh, I, I am so in. It's funny because you talk about guys we like. All Jacobs in so many lineups already. Before we even come to do this show, I have I, I love Jacobs and the Chiefs. That's that's the combination I want because if you're the Oakland, you have to come out of the gate running the football. Absolutely. You have to do everything you can to kind of eat up some time and kind of keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes because every time he touches the football, he's going to put points on. I'm telling exactly. you, it's going to happen in this game. So that's your only hope, which means there's going to be a ton of Josh Jacobs. Now, I don't love Williams as much in this game. He's not terrible. I don't like the fact that he's playing on the same side as Tyron Matthew because I think they're going to double Williams. But I think that helps Waller, and I think that helps Jacobs. So those are the two pieces in that one that I really like. So uh, you and I see our simpatico on this one. That's for sure. All right, let's go to the next one here as we continue to break down week two. And this is a huge one, a grudge match. The Rams and Saints, this time it's in L.A., and Drew Brees, not a fan of him on the road. I'm just not. So I'm not going to go there because he also limits Michael Thomas's touchdowns on the road too. go check it out. But I love Camara on the road. Oh, my goodness. All the Camara all the time. I expect golf to bounce back as well. I expect Gurley to get a touchdown. So if you want to get involved in another game, this is the one to get involved in, Chris. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Kamara, three games against the Rams so far this in his career, five touchdowns and 21 catches. So he's going to be involved. Obviously, we know that. So he's a big-time player that I think, you know, you should definitely have exposure to cash and tournaments. Don't worry about Chalk. He's This is a very high total. In fact, one of the highest over 50 points probably going to be scored in the in this game. And Gurley, I think the same thing applies to what we said last week. And, yeah, he got some of his red zone opportunities taken away from a Malcolm Brown found the end zone twice. He fumbled in the red zone. That's All of that is concerning, but at the same time, Why'd we love Gurley last week? Because everybody was off of him and he was cheap. Well, this week, he's even cheaper. Like yep. he dropped down $700 to the point where he's 7K. And guess what? In week one, he still totaled 100 yards. Are we are, are we just saying he had an awful game and it was brutal? Like he still totaled 100 yards in that game, touched the ball 15 times. The third highest team implied total of the week, the Rams. So I'm going to be in on Gurley this week. And the fact that everybody saw that last week with Brown and everybody spent all their fab money on picking Brown up, I'm not completely sold on, on Gurley's going to lose all of that red zone work. So uh, I'm going to take a shot on him for sure in tournaments. I love it. I love Gurley and Kamara in this game. You know, the tricky thing is, you know, all those guys are good. You could just do interchangeable pieces with Woods and with Cooks and, and with Cup. It's it's all crapshoot. You know, you just don't know which way it's going to go in terms of Woods exploiting the matchup. Woods is pretty safe at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Woods is the cash, cash version. Like, yeah, that's the guy taking definitely. cash, and I would take, you know, I would probably take Cup It would be my tournament guy. I, I think that's the way I would go there because I think he has Great. that little touchdown upside. You know, Cooks is a little boomer bust, but I think Cup's floor is just a little higher, and he's a little cheaper too. Yeah, Lattimore is so, probably going to be on Cooks as well. Yeah. Right, and that's the other thing too with Lattimore there, and Lattimore's a good player. All right, the Bears at Broncos. Last one on the main slate here. And look, dude, uh, the Broncos, I think, are going to play better at home. I really do. And I think the Bears are going to continue to struggle here on the road because Mile High is a tough place to play. This is a game I'm going to have zero shares of. Cortland Sutton was terrific. I loved that last week. I just have no confidence. I hate the fact that the running back situation on both these teams is so muddy right now. I have hope that Montgomery's going to break out of that. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, but altogether, this game is just a hard pass for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would only roll with the Bears, and I know they're the most expensive defense on DraftKings, but if you're a FanDuel player, and if you listen to the show, <laughs> you know that Joe and I like FanDuel. $4,500 for the defense, so that is the seventh highest priced defense over on FanDuel. I don't know if Denver's going to score a lot of points. This is going to be an ugly offensive game. I, I like the under. 
I could see like a 10-3 ball game, 10-7 ball game. Like I just don't see a lot of points, so I'm fading everything altogether, but I will have a lot of exposure to the Chicago defense. I mean, Flacco didn't look good at all last week against Oakland. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the Eagles-Falcons at night too, that's a game where I just kind of throw my hands up. I do think the Falcons will show up and play better. I think Matt Ryan will do the same thing that Case Keenum did to that secondary, which is pick it apart a little bit. Julio will get fine. Freeman will bounce back. Uh, I would think Miles Sanders is a good play too against – uh, what has historically been uh, a defense that cannot stop a running back who can catch the football. I mean, they just cannot. They have not. Right. And this is going on like four years now. So yeah. I don't know if it's a scheme issue, a personnel issue, a combination of all. It's just hilarious to me. It happened again last week, too. Yeah, I mean, figure it out. Yeah, it I did. Just, <laughs> Talvin Cook is just like running amok everywhere. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop a running back. It's just, it's yeah, comical. It's like, who, who are the Falcons playing this week? Oh, there it is. Okay, plug him in the lineup. And, they, you know, I wish Sanders was a lock for more carries. That's the only problem. So, that's yeah, why I guess Sproul's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad yeah, this game isn't just... on the main, like, millionaire slate. Right. Because this is one where, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, this game is so muddy and a lot could happen in it. And this could be a huge total potentially. But I'm glad it's kind of removed and on Sunday night personally. Yeah, there's just so many options, right? There's just there, there really are for both sides. Uh, Julio's going to have a game, uh, one of his better games that you know he has. He has these games all the time, but it's just a, such a a great matchup for him uh, against that Eagles secondary. So that's that's the one guy that I certainly like the most. And I was surprised to see Deshaun Jackson as involved as as he was in Week One. He Carson Wentz looked his way the very first throw and often the rest of the rest of the way. So, you know, he's a, obviously a big game player. I think now only Jerry Rice has more 50 yard touchdowns than Deshaun Jackson. Think about that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stat there. All right, Chris Meany. It's that time again. It's time to find the end zone. Last week, we both picked a running back, both picked a wide receiver to find the end zone. And between all of them, they found the end zone six times. So I would say often running, that's for sure. And we want to remind everybody, if you're listening to this, if you like and retweet this clip on Twitter, you will be eligible to win some swag from the Line Star app. So we uh, we both won everybody that we were playing for last week. So uh, congratulations, those who won. And get on it this week, man. Get some free hats and free shirts and free stuff. Who knows? Maybe even a free upgrade to the premium product. Hmm? Who knows <laughs> what the free stuff could be? I don't know. All I know is who's going to find the end zone. And I'm going to start with Josh Jacobs. He's my running back to find the end zone this week. He's my dude. I'm telling you, they're going to try to run the football like Chris was saying and I was saying earlier in the program. They're going to do everything they can to keep Mahomes off the field. It won't matter because every time he steps on the field, they're going to put up seven probably. But at the same time, (laughs) I do think Josh Jacobs will eat again, and I think he will find the end zone. Chris Beanie, who's your running back to find the end zone this week? Yeah, what a price for Josh Jacobs, $4,700 in DraftKings. I'm Basically, my guys double the price. <laughs> it's kind of not fair, but Alvin Kamara, I, I, this is the highest total right. of the game. Actually, both KC and Oakland, 53. We got the Rams and the Saints at 53. So I said earlier in the show, five touchdowns, 21 catches in three career games against the Rams. He's going to find the end zone for us this weekend. All right. So wide receiver, I'll let you go first this time, Chris Meany. So who's the wide receiver that's finding the end zone in week two? Okay, I'm going to stay inside the same game, but I'm going to go the other way. And there's a lot of Rams, guys. We've been talking about them. We broke them down earlier in the show, which ones we love the most, which ones we feel the safest with. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup in the slot. He is the red zone target for Jared Goff. I think he finds the end zone. All right, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I told you they're going to bounce back, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to go with the Juju. That's right, Juju Smith-Schuster. Hopefully he'll be healthy enough. Everything seems to be trending in the right direction, but I think Juju will find the end zone. Everybody in Pittsburgh will 
take their terrible towel and wipe off their brow and everything will be fine. So there you have it. Those are our picks. And again, retweet like this and share it. And if you do, you will become eligible to win some free swag here from LineStar app. And we want to remind everybody, make sure you are uh, subscribing, not only to the podcast here and give us a five-star review, but also you should be using that LineStar app. Make sure you are downloading it, using it, and upgrading to the premium product, guys. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. It's the best optimizer out there. The tools are spectacular. Uh, so much of the research Chris and I do for this show is from the app, some of the nuggets, some of the stats we give you. So it's all there. It's so user-friendly. It's so easy. Don't get intimidated, especially if you're new to DFS. It is the least intimidating DFS tool site I have ever seen. And, I, and I've and i seen a lot of them, okay? And I used to work for FanDuel, so I know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> so uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at Chris Meany, at Joe Pizzopia17, and at Linestar App and Linestar NFL. There's nothing left for us to do right now except uh, end the pre-snap, and that means it's time to set down win you've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts joe pizza and chris meanie